He'll throw it back. Touchdown! Weinholt with the kill. And Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. Welcome back to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. It is one of the largest events to take place every year in South Dakota. It started as an eight-team basketball tournament back in the 70s, and it was at a time when tensions were very high involving the community of Pine Ridge. Today, this event hosts some 40 different schools from four states, and it's more than basketball. There are several other competitive events, which brings thousands to the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center in Rapid City. We're talking about the Lakota Nation Invitational. Brian Brewer was the basketball coach at Pine Ridge back in 1976, and he started this event. Brian's been a huge supporter of high school athletics, even spent some time on the board of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. And Brian joins us now on EM Play. Brian, I know there were, there were tense times back in the early 70s here in South Dakota, but you decided to start the LNI. What was going on at that time? I'd like to say hello, Craig. Thank you for having me on your show. I really uh, appreciate it. I uh, <clears throat> Back in the 70s, as uh, I was coaching at Pine Ridge, uh, Dave Archambault, he was out at Little Wound. And one of the things is, uh, you know, we're, we're close. We're all Indian coaches and everything and concerned about our teams and everything. This was after Wounded Knee. Um, we're having a very difficult time of getting games. Uh, no one wanted Pine Ridge teams to uh, come to their home court, no matter where they were, and and of course they didn't want to come to Pine Ridge Reservation to play us either. They were afraid of violence and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we started with Al and I. Uh, we're visiting, and uh, Dave Arshamo said, "Brian, why don't you? You got to see if you can get a tournament for a couple of years. Maybe we can get some games." get some games on our schedule. So I said, uh, okay, I'll try. So I uh, contacted some Indian schools in uh, Kansas, Powhatan, Kansas, uh, Macy, Nebraska, uh, kind of start talking to them and see if they would be willing to come to Pine Ridge. And they all said, yes, we'll come to Pine Ridge. So that started our, our first tournament. We had our first tournament in 1976. We had eight teams. Uh, then we had our second year there. But uh, I tell you what, the the place, our gym seated about 1,200 people, and it was packed the first day, and it was uh, just so many people there. And uh, But after two years, it, they just couldn't do it there anymore. Uh, the fire marshal was on our case. And <laughs> people were <laughs> uh, people would come there early in the morning and ask if they could put a coat somewhere on the bleachers so they'd have a place to sit. Uh, but it was really exciting. I mean, it was a small gym, so it was exciting. The standing room only. I mean, there were people standing all around the court mm-hmm. and everything. But it was, uh, people loved it. Um, but it was decided that, you know, Pine Ridge was too small. The Rapid City uh, Civic Center was brand new, just opened up. And so the All Indian Tournament moved to Rapid City and it was the first basketball game ever held in the Civic Center. Um, and that's where we've been ever since. Uh, so I think this would be our 44th year coming up. I really feel bad for our seniors who won't have the opportunity to play their last year, you know, and, uh, but hopefully this will, this is something that we can get going again. I know we can, we're planning on expanding it next year. Uh, we're going to go, we've had a 
16 boys teams and 16 girls teams. <laughs> Next year, we're going to go to 24 boys teams and 24 girls wow. teams. So we are going to grow because of the Civic Center has expanded with the uh, building of the new monument. Uh, the monument will be uh, uh, finished. So we will play the first basketball game in the monument also. Nice, so, nice. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to add some more events right now where, you know, it's the Civic Center right now is just we couldn't do much more because we outgrew it. Yep. Uh, but with the addition of the monument, we'll be able to add more events, um, uh, do some different things. So we're we're looking forward to that right now. Very similar to Sioux Falls. Uh, the Sioux Falls Arena, yeah. the old one, you could only right. do so right. much. And now with the new Premier Center, they can do a lot more. So it's, it is great that Rapid City got uh, the monument and I can't wait for it to open as well. One other question on uh, when you started it. When you were talking to the community at Pine Ridge that you wanted to put this tournament together, um, was there some reservations about it, or were they all in, knowing exactly what you wanted to do uh, for the kids? Well, our reservation schools were all for it, you know. Um, we had some of the other reservations. They were, um, they, they were for it, too, because they were, in a, they were having the same problems we were. Uh, Rosebud, Shiny, Gabute, you know, they were having the same problems. Um, but, uh, you know, all of the the big problems was, was in Pine Ridge, you know. Uh, that's where everything was centered around. It was awful times at that, at that yeah, time. Yeah, it was terrible times, you know. Um, it wasn't just Pine Ridge Reservation. It was all the reservations suffered because of this. Um, so... Uh, when we got to turn and move to Rapid City, most of the Indian schools, they, they wanted to be there. And this is about the time Larry Lugens was at. He was coaching at Custer. And even though all of the problems that we were having on the reservation, uh, Larry came to Pine Ridge to play ball. Um, and it was, you know, it was really something. He was a huge supporter, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. He played at Red Cloud. He played at Pine Ridge. He played all the all the Indian schools, and uh, I know he would. There was a lot of um, pressure put on him for, you know, from probably from his community, you know. But uh, you know, Larry said, "Well, it comes down to basketball." He said, "I just want to play the best team," yep. and uh, <laughs> and we felt that way also. You know, there was a point where uh, Larry won the tournament. The All India Tournament. He won it four years in a row. Uh huh. Uh huh. I remember and that. There was a, yeah, and there was some pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're letting this non Indian schools coming in, and they're winning all the tournament and yeah. taking them away from our kids and things like that. You know, and but it was up to it was all competition school. though. It all all boiled yeah, down to competition, yeah, right. wasn't it? And uh, we taught. We got all the coaches together, all the Indian schools together. Said, all right, we're getting a lot of pressure here. Custer's on a roll. Uh, none of you can beat them. Do you want them out of the tournament or, or what? They all said, no, we want them in the tournament. <laughs> Playing custom makes us a better team. Are you surprised where it's at today, how much it has grown? It's grown so much. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, it was the All-Indian Tournament, and then uh, one year we were in Rapid City getting ready for the tournament. Chuck Cooney and I, was, Chuck was the principal uh, at uh, Red Cloud, and uh, uh, both of us were running the, the tournament. And he and then, you know the tournament was started because of racism, you know, and uh, he said let's change our name to the Lakota Nation Invitational and invite non-Indian schools and start reconciliation. 
Uh, this was uh, right after uh, uh, Tim Bagel and Governor Mickelson started that year of reconciliation. So mm-hmm. we said, that's what we want to do. We want to stop the racism. We want our children to get along. We want to educate our children, Indian and non-Indian children, to you know that we're all brothers and sisters. So that we changed the name to the Lakota Nation Invitational so we could invite non-Indian teams in. So, but it grew from there. We went from eight teams to 12 teams. Now we're 16 boys teams and 16 girls teams. So, and then when we start, uh, we added wrestling. We started out with wrestling, and um, uh, now we have uh, wrestling. We have cross country. We have uh, uh, volleyball. We have a big volleyball tournament <laughs> in uh, end of September, first of October. We do our cross country then. Uh, with uh, and then we do cultural events. Now we do academic events. Um, we have a big knowledge bowl competition at junior high and high school. Uh, participate in knowledge bowl competition. We have a poetry slam that is really picked up. Uh, people love that. Uh, uh, we have an art show that we started. It's a four day art show with artwork from not only the Indian schools, but from whoever would like to bring other schools are invited also. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a business plan competition, which is really great. We actually had a couple high school students uh, with their business plans actually start businesses. So that is nice. something. Uh, one of the things that our Lakota language, uh, you know, we're big fear of us losing it. We now have a Lakota language uh, a bowl where the schools, the elementary schools, junior high, they come in and they compete against each other in our Lakota language. So that is uh, taking off. Well, one of the big surprises is we started archery competition. And that is really big. I, I didn't realize it would be that big. So, When did you uh, first start adding these other events? About five years after we started, I asked Chuck Cooney. I said, Chuck, we ought to start wrestling. And he was a hardcore basketball fan. <laughs> he said, no way. We're <laughs> basketball. We're not. We're <laughs> but it took a couple of years talking to Chuck. And finally he said, okay, Brian, do your wrestling. So I said, all right. So we had our first wrestling tournament, you know. But it was really great for our wrestlers. Uh, once we started the all Indian tournament, uh, the number of boys that went out for wrestling just doubled in most of our Indian schools, you know. And the kids, uh, we had the finals on Saturday night, uh, right before the finals of the basketball tournament. The lights go out, the lights are centered on the wrestlers, and that's really exciting. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it really grew, you know, and that's. I'm so sure, sure glad we did it. How many kids are involved in the LNI in all of the events that goes on? How many kids are involved? Last year we had close to 3,000 students in, uh, participate in all of our activities. And what does it mean for them? I mean, we know that, like in football, you know, we'll have there's the President's Bowl in Sioux Falls, there's the Rushmore Bowl in Rapid City, uh, there's the Hub Bowl in Aberdeen, and a lot of the coaches talk about, you know, a lot of these kids, they, they get so excited because of that one event because it is the largest crowd that they may ever play in front of. What about the LNI? What does it mean for these kids? Well, our girls' basketball championship game, uh, there's, there's more people there than any state tournament championship. So our girls' basketball championship game is bigger than any of the state tournaments as far as uh, people there to watch them. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's a, a chance for our children to leave the reservation. Uh, they go up to Rapid City for four or five days. They compete. Um, they get to uh, uh, do everything normal. You know, they, they're getting off the reservation. 
Uh, the big thing is they're, they're meeting new kids from other places. They're meeting Indian kids, non-Indian kids. Uh, it's, it's really, uh, I feel it's really good for them. Uh, and the, it's more than just basketball now. It's like every year it's a big family reunion. Um, the only time I see a lot of people is once a year at the tournament. <laughs> uh, and it's the only event that brings the whole Tekasha Koli together. All of the, the, the Lakota, Dakota, Dakota. It's the only event that brings everybody together. Uh, with not, not only basketball, but the tribes, all the tribes, they have their meetings there. Uh, the, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, the federal government, they, they, they come in, they have their meetings there during L&I also. So it's, it's more, there's a lot of people there. There's a, a big educational conference that goes along uh, with L&I. So it's thousands of people that, that come to Rapid City and participate in it. And it's, it's more than just basketball now. You had to make this a, a nonprofit organization. What did you uh, have to put that together? Because you have like 15, 20 people on, on the staff that work on this LNI tournament. Yeah, you know, um, when we started, it was just it was just a run out of our, our school activity account, you know, money-wise, you know, and everything like that. But it, it just got too big. Um, I, I used to run it and... Um, uh, my wife ran it, and uh, pretty soon it was just too big. Sure. So we can't do it. Um, and um, uh, we created a, a board of directors. So now we have we now have a board of directors that uh, runs Al and I. Uh, Chuck uh, Wilson, he is uh, the president. He's the athletic director at uh, Todd County. He's been uh, our president for a number of years now. Yeah. Uh, Danny Walken Eagle, she's our, our secretary. She kind of handles everything. And then we have uh, uh, seven board members who, uh, what we did is we got the, started out with five, the five schools that have been with the, the tournament since the beginning. A lot of schools would come in, they'd stay a couple of years, then they'd leave, then they'd come back. But we got the board with the schools that have, you know, have been real loyal to the tournament. So that's where our board of directors comes from. And then they, they added a couple of members at large. So right now I believe there's uh, nine board members. All the board members are connected with uh, one of the Indian schools, either coaches, athletic directors, superintendents, principals. Those are the people that sit on our board. And the love of the event. How about that? That is, that is super. Who are the five original schools? Pine Ridge, Red Cloud, Blue Moon, Crazy Horse, St. Francis. Those are the original five. Where where can this go? Where where can it go? We we you know you're going to add more teams with with basketball, but uh, what is the vision? What's the future? You think of the of the LNI? You know, uh, this is something that we we talk about. You know, uh, our goal is to get as many students to participate as possible, and like we said, not everyone plays basketball. You know, and we'd like to. Ask, um, showcase all of our students you know we have some amazing students who who do a lot of different things but would we feel that al and i is an opportunity to showcase them uh, to let our, our tribe honor those uh students uh their uh educators um who are doing these things you know uh it's also we like to use it as a time for healing uh you know we have a lot of things uh, that we'd like to do uh that could be our future there also of uh, doing a lot of healing with our students and our uh, and, and our peoples on the reservations mm-hmm. with uh, all of the trauma and things that we have gone through that 
they continue to go through with drugs and alcohol, things like that, the abuse. So uh, the, we there's a lot of things that we would like to do, and uh, we just have to do it. Uh, the older guys, we're getting old now, you know. <laughs> uh, Jeff Mendoza and all of this, and a couple of years ago, I thought, Jesus, to get 40 years now might be a good time to retire. Oh. Jesse said, well, let's see if we can make it to 50. <laughs> many yeah. well-known names that, uh, right, that I have seen right. in state tournaments that are involved right. with this. And uh, I hope more people, uh, not only just West River, but East River, can make it out to an LNI event. And you're going to have to make it more than one day, right? You're going to have to spend more well, than one day out there. To see everything, yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know there's a basketball, but there's 9 o'clock in the morning, there's activities going everywhere in the city center. Uh, there's so much to see, you know, and it's, um, God, it's, it's, it's really something. But uh, I'd really like to invite people to come out, you know, uh, just to see it, to see see what we're doing and see what our children are doing. Brian, you coached um, Pine Ridge back in the 70s. Uh, give me at least one uh, event that you remember the most, whether coaching or watching an L&I basketball event. You know what? I've been asked that many times, and it's been uh, it's so difficult uh, to do, Craig. You know, we've had so many great basketball players. We've had so many great games, you know. Uh, it's, um, I think, one of the well, – I think of one game, uh, it was uh, when the, our smallest school, Lower Brewer, uh beat St. Thomas Moore in the championship. I remember that. I think I remember that, that was uh, that was uh, probably one of the most exciting games I've ever seen, uh, you know. And it was uh, uh, kind of like a Hoosier game, you know, yes. the smallest yes. school playing one of the bigger ones, you know, one of the <laughs> big powerhouses and winning, you know. And uh, you know, you, you you know, you have to give credit to all of the kids from St. Thomas More and Lower Bureau, you know. But we've had so many good games there. The most, you know, that. And great players, boys and girls, you mm, know. Yes. Um, I know, Brian, you were on the activities board uh, for, for a few years, um, which, you know, the Activities Association wanted to get a member of uh, uh, the Native American schools on there. Uh, great idea. Is it getting better? Is the relationship getting better on 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 the kids from, from the Native schools involved with high school I, athletics? I really believe it is. I really believe it is, Craig. I, and I think we've got to give a, uh, uh, you know, we, we couldn't have moved on without uh, uh, Wayne Carney, the executive director, the High School Activities Association. We None of this would have happened without him. Uh, he really pushed for it. Uh, now on every sport, we have a, we are we have a Indians that are on every advisory board uh, for all of the sports uh, we're participating. Um, so it's a lot better than what it was. I can tell you that things have changed. You know, there's, we'll always have our difficulties, Craig, you know, mm-hmm. our struggles and everything of trying to get through things and all, uh, but things are a lot better. Uh, I see us communicating with each other now. Uh, you know, as we have our new, uh, uh, executive director, he is working with the Indian schools also. So, um, we're, um, you know, we're really trying to work together. We're trying to make it better for our children. Uh, not only for the Indian children, but for all of the children in the state, you know. And, yep. and we always say we're more alike than we are different. But uh, sometimes that uh, people have a hard time understanding that, you know, that uh, we are all brothers and sisters and our Lakota children, we are 
citizens of the state of South Dakota. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes they don't think we are, you know, but we are. We're citizens of the state. Uh, our children have the same um, goals as every other child, and uh, uh, we just hope, hope, hope the best for, for all of our children. Just a handful of uh, players who played in the Lakota Nation Invitational eventually came back to coach in the LNI, and even a few more who have come back to be a part of running the LNI on the board of directors. In fact, she's the secretary of the LNI. She played in it uh, with St. Francis, coached St. Francis. In fact, they won a title back in '96. It's Danny Walking Eagle now joining us on In Play. Danny, thanks for joining us here on In Play. Great. I'm glad to be here. You were kind of a trendsetter because it was in the mid 80s when the Lakota Nation Invitational added the girls tournament to this huge event yes. out in out out west and you were one of the first to, to start playing in that tournament. Yes, exactly. So my um my senior year was when it started in 1984-85 so we were able to um under um uh, uh, Mr. Jones he was our coach um uh, we played against Alex Red Cruz team in the uh for championship and Little Wound and we lost by two points in the championship game when I was a senior you had seen certainly the boys play the years prior I mean the tournament started in 76 with with boys basketball and of course it, it has exploded to to a number of other events as someone who just kind of maybe watched the boys play what what did it mean to you to watch the LNI grow to where it is today well for me to see the boys be able to play and then you know going from Pine Ridge onto the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center you know before we got to be in the tournament you know I was a cheerleader so I would cheer just to be able to go to watch the tournament because uh-huh. it is and you know was and is a premier tournament for a lot of reservations and for Native Americans I mean that is the tournament that everyone wants to be a part of and to take take and to participate in so it, it means a lot for any I think anyone Native or non-Native but for Natives it, it, it's like our state tournament. And then it's just a gathering of nations of seeing all the top talent on the reservations and off the reservation to come together for an event like that. And then just to see old friends and to see um, the other talent that you would never get to see mm-hmm. um, during your schedules in your high school. Those first years in the mid-80s when the girls' basketball tournament was started, you played in Eagle Butte. You didn't play in Rapid City right away. What was that like? No, they did not move um, to Rapid City till later on. So, like, it, it moved. It moved from, like, Pine Ridge to Eagle Butte. And then as soon as, um, you know, people started, the board itself started saying, you know what, we need to make it equitable. We need to make sure that what we do for the boys, we do for the girls. And so, you know, they decided to do it simultaneously, running it up in Rapid City. And I can't remember what year that was, but it was, um, you know, they made the move and the board was really good about that. Yeah, if I remember, it was the late 70s, like 79, because that's when the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center opened up and 
I believe the LNI was the one of the first events held uh, in Rapid City. It was. As uh, the boys' team, when they moved from Pine Ridge, because it, it just got too big, and back then it was called the All-Indian Tournament, and it was eight teams. When it moved to Rapid City, it be, um, it was still All-Indian. and didn't make the move to the Lakota Nation Invitational, um, but it did open up the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center. And, and I think that's such a great thing because we were told that we get to open the monument next year or yeah next year too that's gonna be awesome it is and 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 the number of teams involved in the basketball tournament is going to grow it'll be more than what exactly 30 teams i think involved with the tournament right i i think our last conversation at our last board meeting we had in october we were looking at a 2014 tournament nice um (laughs) looking at how we were going to manage that (laughs) um how we were going to um you know just get all get the teams that's not going to be a problem we always have a waiting list of teams that want to be in everyone wants to be in it yeah. um from different states even so it, it's just a matter of how we're going to manage it within uh the the days that we have so that we can make sure that everyone you know gets time on uh, in the monument or, you know, everything was about Barnett before and the ice arena, that kind of thing. So, and then we had gyms all around the um, rapid city. So it's just going to be a matter of scheduling. It's going to be great. It's going to be great that again, the monument, the brand new event center in rapid city opening up uh, next fall. So you played with uh, St. Francis and then decided to get into coaching. Uh, what'd you do right after high school uh, to get you into the coaching aspect of basketball? I, I was recruited up to the University of Mary in Bismarck for volleyball because um, our team, our teams at St. Francis, we had a, a history and legacy of championship teams um, at St. Francis. So I, was able to play on our 80, um, 84, 85, 80, those teams that went made it to the state tournament in volleyball. And that was my doorway to college level. So I played with the University of Mary and Bismarck for um, the years that I was up there. And then I graduated in 89 and came back to St. Francis to teach and then to coach. And, of course, uh, Red Peru was still there at St. Francis, and you guys won the L&I in 1996. What was that year like? That was a phenomenal year. We were 22-0 uh, and 0 going into the state tournament. We were number one seed. Um, so we just had a phenomenal team. Uh, and, of course, going into the tournament itself, you know, it was just, fantastic it i mean that year was just one of the highlights of my coaching career at st francis and working with alex red you know what what are the kids saying what are the kids doing uh in preparation for playing in the lni because it is most likely the largest event that they will play a ball game in front of even bigger than the state tournament you know, there there's excitement, there's electricity in the air, there's there's the fact that you're going to see your friends that you made off other teams, but also that you get to play on the big court, you know, in the Barnett, 
so we make sure that there's equity there between girls and boys getting into the Barnett. Um, you know, the anticipation is there. Everyone's game is stepping up. You, you've got the best teams from all over the state. You've got the best teams from every reservation. Um, and so you're, you know, the, it, there, there's just a lot of electricity in the air. You have spent your uh, whole adult life in education. You you were the principal at uh, at St. Francis, and now you're with the Oglala Lakota County School. Um, what has that change been like for you, going from St. Francis over to the Oglala Lakota County School? I think with the new high school that opened up there, they just opened the Lakota Tech High School, a technical career high school. I saw that the district was innovative and they were, you know, they were going in an area where student interests and student needs were going to be served. Um, and so I, I, after 30 years at St. Francis, it was just uh, a huge change because being principal, you know, there's a lot of different stressors that, <laughs> yeah. that you have to deal with. And I think yeah. I just needed a little bit of, time away from that um so going into the federal programs and then getting to work with principals getting to work on the financial side school finance side of it um just agrees with me because you know um all my training is as a superintendent principal teacher so everything that i've learned at st francis i was able to actively bring into what i do over there but I just see that the district is on the rise. You know, their high school just opened up, and they're already almost the 400 high school students in that oh. technical oh. high school. What did basketball and coaching, how did that prepare you to become a principal? Well, of course, it was about, um, you know, empathy and teamwork and problem solving. So doing those kinds of things as a principal, I was able to – you know, just know what the students were going through, going, you know, mm -hmm. to be able just to get on the court or just to get to school. Um, you know, I grew up in St. Francis, too. So being able to bring that experience to my principalship and have that empathy and and just know what where I needed to appropriate my dollars so that I could make any obstacles that athletes had go away so that we could number one get them in the classroom and then number two support them in their athletic endeavors well in in your in your uh time that you have available uh, you're also on the uh, lakota national invitation board <laughs> you serve as the secretary where do you see the lni going down the road what's the future well, you know, we've been discussing that. I also run the LNI volleyball tournament. So I, you know, <laughs> oh, yes. So I run a 16-team volleyball tournament in September, just be, just when they're seeding the basketball. And we were in our we did our 25th year last year. Congratulations! So, yes. So I because volleyball is like the sport that I went to college in. I had the chance to play college basketball, but at the time I just like wanted to make sure that I concentrated on one sport and then just getting through college so that I wasn't overwhelming myself. <laughs> but I see, I see it growing bigger. We have the three gyms that we're going to be able to utilize. And then during that time, I do the vendor 
I run the vendor for the L&I tournament. So we're just going to continue to um, grow. We're bringing in eSports as another event. And so we're looking at not only athletics, but academics, you know, because not everyone is an athlete. So we try to bring in events that will, that will, um, you know, work with all the, all the students so that someone, everyone in the high school or the middle school is participating in something during L&I, that they're all part of it so that they can become part of our family. Well, it goes from uh, the business plans uh, to student workshops to the language bowl. I mean, there are so many activities, and we certainly encourage everyone right. uh, to get in, to go out next year. Uh, and, and remember, don't you're, it's going to take more than a day because there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's one of the biggest events that we have in this state. Danny, right. uh, when it comes to uh, from playing the game, coaching the game, administering the game, you have been a great mentor for those living out there at St. Francis and the community. And we want to say thank you for, for all the work and the effort that you you and everybody else is making out there. Right. Well, uh, thank you for that. But, you know, it that was why we became involved was to give back to the tournament what it gave for us and the exposure and just the participation and the sense of belongingness to a family. Give me one game as a player that you remember the most. Who you went up against, maybe you won, maybe you lost. Give me one memory that just sticks out in the back of your mind. The Allen I Championship against Whittlewoom, our our team against Alex Red Alex Red Cruz team. Uh it was controversial because the clock was running and our coach wasn't paying attention. Um, so they had to put time back in because it ran out, but the clock was running during, during, uh, a call and it would have been, you know, the outcome could have been so different between us and little wound. Um, we ended up losing by two points, but because of, I think Red Crew being able to be more persuasive, they put the time up that he has coached. Uh-huh. against our coach who never coached girls basketball. He was a football coach and he was coaching us, but he had a lot of talent. Yeah. That one sticks up in my head always. <laughs> you uh, coached to played against Red Prue and you won a championship with Red Prue. Uh, what was that relationship yes. like between you two? He has, you know, I've, I've always looked up to him. Um, he, at first as my coach, and then, you know, as a mentor, and then coming out of college and then being able to coach with him, learning a lot from him, um, just in the way he prepares an athlete, the way he brings a team together, and the way he makes them believe that they can do anything they want as long as they become a family and they look out for one another. Those were some of the great ideals that I learned from him. Um, and then, you know, because we were that 96 team coming out, we were the coaches then. That's kind of what got us both started in administration. We both became assistant principals after in 98. And then, um, you know, I think we just took the next step into that and then started our master's program for administration at that time. 
because I always thought I was just going to be a teacher and coach. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I went to college for. And then I got talked into doing that and vetted for it and interviewed for that and then finished the master's degree to get, to get certified. Our next guest not only played in the Lakota Nation <laughs> tournament, she has coached in it. She's won the L&I, and I certainly have admired her as I've seen her play in high school. I saw her play in college when she was at Mayville, saw her coach Pine Ridge when she took them to the state tournament, and here she is now coaching at Lakota Tech. It's a brand-new school there with Pine Ridge, and always great to talk with uh, a Big Sioux Award winner and uh, just a lot of accolades for Laura Big Crow. Laura, welcome to in play. Hope things are well with you. Things are going pretty good. As a kid, you knew of the L&I. What, what did you think of the Lakota Nation tournament even before you even got into high school? Well, it's huge for, you know, for us, especially down here on the reservation. I mean, it's like the big show, you know, the big dance, the big tournament. You can't wait to play in it until you're old enough. Who'd you look up to during that time? A lot of people, I guess. I just. Anybody who played for Pine Ridge, for sure, I just, I always wanted to to be a Thorpe. And so any team, any girl that played for Pine Ridge, I guess any athlete. My brother was in high school um, when I was in middle school. So I followed the boys team a lot and he's kind of just been like my inspiration. Well, eventually you got to play in the L&I. What was that experience like? You played, what, two or three years in the L&I. What was that whole experience like for you? Oh, I loved it. The The crowd, the, the size of the court, the intensity. I mean, just everything about it is just an amazing experience. I played four years in L&I. So it's just an amazing experience, like being on the court in front of all of the people and the announcers and, it's just a nice spotlight. Besides the state tournament, it had to be the largest crowd that you ever played in front of, even in college. Yes, for sure. Definitely larger than most of the games I've played in in college. You went off to uh, Williston State after uh, you, you played for Pine Ridge uh, after high school, and then you were at Mayville State. That's where I saw you play. You played the University of Sioux Falls uh, one year, and I was doing USF Cougar basketball games at the time. Um, but when did you decide that, you know what, I want to be a basketball coach. I want to be a teacher and maybe go back to Pine Ridge and be that mentor. I've loved basketball for as long as I can remember. I couldn't even recall when I just always knew that I wanted to play it. And I guess once, um, I got to college and I realized, you know, Hey, it eventually is going to end. Um, <laughs> I wanted to keep basketball in my life. And that's when I decided I knew I wanted to coach. I knew I wanted to come back to the reservation and coach. And I knew I wanted to be a teacher. So, I mean, I guess once I started getting ready for college is when I really decided that that's what I wanted to do with my life. You know, you uh, coached in the uh, L&I. You uh, were a runner-up first before you won the championship. What was it like that first time as a coach that you're in the championship game you're taking on Cheyenne Eagle Butte. Unfortunately, you lost, though, that year. What What were your feelings at that time? I was so excited for my girls. I mean, the reason I coach, for one, is so that they can experience what I, ha I have already experienced. So, I mean, that feeling that I had for them 
to be able to be in the big game and play in front of all those people is just pretty much indescribable. Like I, I was so excited for them and just, you know, really proud. They did really well that year. Well, you were a runner up to Cheyenne Eagle Butte, but you got, you got it back uh, that next year you go back in the championship game and you beat them. In fact, you won the next two years. What was it like actually winning a tournament that you played in as a, a high schooler? It was great. It was an amazing feeling. I talked to Brian Brewer constantly about when I first started coaching about wanting to come and win Allen I and it was it was an amazing experience winning it for two years and there's just no there's no other feeling like it. It's almost like you won the state tournament that happens at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Uh, a couple of titles at the LNI, and now uh, a new adventure for you, Lakota Tech Public High School there, what, in Pine Ridge? What was that like in the decision for you to go to Lakota Tech? Lakota Tech's a part of the Ogallala Lakota County School District, and that's where I came from. You know, I came from Wolf Creek Elementary School. That's where I went to school my entire life until I transferred to Pine Ridge for high school. Um. It's almost like coming home. I mean, I grew up next door to Wolf Creek School. My mom lives next door. I would have went to high school here if we had it when I was younger. So, I mean, it's almost like coming home and just, you know, living my dream still, coaching and teaching. Who was a coach or two that really influenced you, Laura, to to be the kind of a coach that you are? Well, Dusty LeBeau, for starters, has been a huge part of my coaching career I started coaching under him I played for him and he's just been a real mentor all throughout these 12 years and then I guess both of my college coaches I stay in touch with both of them on the regular and I've played for a lot of coaches who loved basketball and and that's why I do it because I love the game so much and so they've inspired me to you know to try and help other girls love the game just as much as I do what kind of a, a mentor role are you for your basketball team, even off the court um, at Lakota Tech, how you did it when you were at Pine Ridge? What kind of a mentor role did you play for, for those girls who uh, were not out and, or maybe those that didn't play basketball as a teacher? Now my girls call me Mama Laura, <laughs> which means I'm getting older. <laughs> but I like, I like to think that uh, to be, you know, a big sister, a mother type, a lot of the girls that I coach you know it's, it's more than basketball for me of course I love it and I want them to you know be successful but I also want them to be successful afterwards in the classroom you know the teacher part comes out I'm a mom so the mom part comes out I want to make sure everybody's fed and you know happy and mentally well and so I guess I mean just having someone in their corner at all times no matter what that's really what I want to do what are you teaching in in, high, in school? Um, I'm actually a first grade teacher right now. <laughs> well, you, you've got the gamut uh, of ages uh, during the day. Your own kids. Uh, I know your kids are, are getting grown up. Uh, your oldest is almost ready to, for high school by now, aren't aren't they? <laughs> um, actually, she's fifth grade, so she's just oh, starting junior see, high. See how how cool is that going to be when you get to coach her? It's going it, to be intense. Yes, Isabella. She. Yeah. <laughs> They love the game. We've just started a travel ball team for them, too. So, Tell us about Pine Ridge, Lakota Tech, and the challenges that you have to face um, every day with your kids. 
I'm so excited that we, you know, these kids are getting the opportunity to play. We are the only school on the reservation currently playing basketball. It is tough. You know, I'm practicing in pods, so I only have 10 girls at a time. So that's a huge challenge for us as a team and myself as a coach to not have all of my girls together at once. My practice hours are a lot longer. I'm in the gym for almost four and a half to five hours a day. Laura, how about uh, how about players that you've coached and they've gone off to college, um, maybe played basketball? Are you are you seeing more of them have that opportunity? Yes, for sure. And not a ton of them are going for basketball. I have a ton of them that I've coached who are going and and graduating and finishing, and and that's really exciting for them because, you know, sometimes we we don't get the opportunity here off the reservation to leave for sports, but. You know, to even get the opportunity to leave and get a college education is huge. And there's been a, a lot of girls that I've coached who are doing it right now who are finishing, actually. You have been a, a great mentor. Uh, you have proven that you can go to college. You can be successful in college. You can be successful after college. You've been a great mentor for all those for all the kids uh, out there in Pine Ridge and at Lakota Tech. Well, thank you. That's, I just... I just want them to know that there's opportunities and, you know, a lot of people want to be on the reservation. And I did. I always knew I wanted to be back home. But, you know, you're going to have to make some sacrifices and leave for a little bit. But you can always come back and make a difference. I think it was 2004. I'm, I'm trying to remember if that was your senior year. You uh, uh, were at the state tournament. Uh, you were the winner of the Spirit of Sioux Award. How special was that, getting that award that year? That, it was amazing. Sue Ann is a hero to so many people on the reservation, and it was even more, it was even more great because you know she's my first cousin, and it was an honor. It re- it really was. If you had a chance to do do it all over again, what would you change when it comes to basketball? Not a thing, not a thing at all. I've been so grateful to experience what I have experienced. I just hope that I can help other girls experience the same thing that I have because it's it's been great basketball has taken me so many places it has given me so many opportunities and I just I love it so much and I would do it all over again in a heartbeat I know I saw a story once where you wanted to have a family of gym rats uh do you you have that now I I do I have three um, children and I have one more on the way um, and they love the gym. Gosh, they love it. They've been out of the gym for a while due to our current situation, but they cannot wait to get back in there. And when it comes to the Lakota Nation Invitational, what was your biggest memory as a player? Besides the big crowds, we know that was huge for you, but what else stands out in your memory while playing in that tournament? I guess just, you know, the hanging out with the team, you know, being in the hotel room, the atmosphere, meeting people from different schools, you know, interacting with, you know, all the other teams that go there. I mean, it really is more than just a basketball experience. I mean, it's really a chance to go out and meet new people. And it's just like a, a huge family. Alan and I is like a huge family and you can't wait to, to be back in that family reunion every December. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. 
This has been In Play with me, Craig Mavick. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.